Hello everyone, my name is Beryl and welcome to my podcast, Creative Force. If this is your first time listening, it is good to have you with us. For everyone else, I'd like to welcome you back. I'm here to bring you creative people in all genres of art, crafts, culture, and and information about topics of interest. All of these things begin with the force of creativity. If you enjoy listening to Creative this Force, Beryl, please consider subscribing so you don't miss and an episode. we're here today with two lovely women, one whose name is Stacy McLean. Uh, Stacy is a yoga instructor. She also is involved with energy healing, and she's working currently with one of the community producers here at Brick Media House, Kinshasa Shabaka. So first, though, I would like to introduce Stacy McLean because um, April is a very special month, but I'm going to let her tell us why and her involvement with it. All right, Stacy, let us know why April is special in your eyes. Well, April is Autism Awareness Month, so I get to just... well. It's every day of my life because I have a son who's on the spectrum of autism, Joshua, who's now 13 years old. And April's a special time. Like, I just make sure that it's extra and heightened awareness for people that I already know and love, but people who don't know about autism and just to get the word out about autism awareness. Right. Now, as a parent, since this is also personal to you, Mm -hmm. um, and as a yoga instructor, I'd like you first to discuss with us how you came to find out that your son had or was on the autism spectrum. Okay. Yeah, so Joshua was diagnosed at 21 months uh, with our uh, routine visit from his uh, pediatrician, and she asked me if he was saying more than eight words. Was he pointing? And I said no to both of those things. And she said, okay, uh, well, you know, there's some things that, you know, maybe he has a delay. You should have him evaluated. And I'm a pretty open person, so I didn't take it right. any kind and of And where way. did you go to, what type of, of, of um, what type of place did you take him to be evaluated and what type of people did the evaluation? Yeah, so we uh, were referred to go to uh, the Early Intervention Center. He was going to Kings County, his hospital, okay. where his doctor was. But Early Intervention was uh, through Downstate Medical, but it was like a part of Kings County, something that was kind of, merged together Uh so it's right there behind the hospital so we did go to have him evaluated there with one of the psychologists the psychiatrist and um now that i'm remembering back there was also another location there was like a team just to watch his behavior and just to see how he would interact with other uh, children and just overall um so he was diagnosed first with pdd which is pervasive developmental delay which is pretty much on the spectrum they they still just say okay that is autism it's on the spectrum because it's okay. for the delay that it is right because everybody may be each individual person may be have a different level of autism mm-hmm. so is that why they refer to it as spectrum because it could be a big difference well the, yeah well autism spectrum disorder that's the what it's called so even if someone's like a mild to moderate to a high functioning it's all on the spectrum okay. just like some people like oh what asperger's that's still autism. It's right. still on the spectrum. I know some people want to believe like it's outside the bracket, but uh-huh. it's uh, it's autism. Right. Um, 
Yeah, so he was diagnosed then. We just didn't know because there's certain characteristics. This is something that's really interesting. There's certain characteristics. So they had like a list of maybe 40 things. They said if a child have at least six of these things, they're labeled as autistic. And I was, they said because all children may have some of these things. Right. And I remember some of the things were like poor eye contact, uh, eye-hand coordination, like, you know, that's poor. And um, toe walking, like some of the children toe walk, like they walk on their toes. Right. Uh, spinning. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, spinning, like they would just spin, just mm-hmm. stand there and spin. Right. And um, child acts deaf. Now, that one was really uh, stuck out to me because I can be in my son's ear screaming, mm-hmm. Joshua, he wouldn't even blink. Right. And I knew he wasn't deaf because I right. called him many other times before, but I just was like, wow. So that's... He <laughs> could just tune you out. <laughs> just not even not even blink. Like, okay, is someone talking to me? You wouldn't even know. So mm-hmm. that's why hearing tests are really important. Yes. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Uh, so now with him being autistic and 13, through all the years, so is he being schooled as a special student? Is he in the public school system? Mm-hmm. Is he homeschooled? What, what is it? Yeah, Joshua has always been in pub in a pub public school um, since the beginning. Even though we moved to different places, whether it's L.A. or it was New York, it was still always public school. But I made sure that he had extra supports like. ABA, which is Applied Behavioral Analysis. I made sure that that was in the classroom or that he had uh, occupational therapists, physical therapists, speech therapists. Excellent, excellent. So to make sure that he's still, and then still today, like he's required to have that in school now. Right. Speech therapy in his school right now, they don't have So he's in junior high school or high school? He's in junior high now, eighth grade. All right. And like now his school is not providing the occupational therapist, but they're mandated to because his IEP says so, which is uh, individual educational. Right. uh, Look at me. I'm forgetting what the P is all these years. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I make sure that he still gets it outside. Exactly. So these are the things that, as a parent, you want to be your child's first advocate. You are their everything. Absolutely. You know, you're the CEO right, of your right, child. Right, 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 mm-hmm. exactly. In terms of this, one of the things I'd just like to bring to the forefront in terms of any parents that may be questioning or don't understand or may see something, is there something that you can bring to them to make them either feel a little bit more at ease or how they should approach this or where they can go? Um, oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, and that's why I want to create um, you know, workshops for parents and these sort of things so that parents don't feel like that they have a sentence, like some type of death sentence, like, oh, my right. God, my child was you know, diagnosed. So now it's like, okay, so now still think of all the great things you want your child to do. Maybe it's not going to be the same, like, because it depending where they fall on the spectrum. Right. Some children. Because they never outgrow it. Right. They can, they, it's not that they outgrow, but they have different tools now that they can use to either cope with it or right. they actually outgrow. It's some of the behaviors that they may outgrow. Right. Like my son doesn't still spin around like right. he used to. Or, yes, 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 um, yes. Because now he just, he can use, he can he may have something else that he does instead. Like right. singing, he loves to sing. So maybe it gives him the same sensory, like there's different sensory issues with a lot of children with autism mm-hmm. as well. So they start to get into tune, like, okay, I know how to deal with this. Right. Or certain the behaviors when he was younger, I would say, okay, stop doing that. Like you can find something else right. to do. So with that, <laughs> I think this would be a good segue to using yoga Mm -hmm. with these children and 
you know, give give us your thoughts about that and what you or may not be doing in that arena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so with yoga now, he and I don't do, like, yoga practices together every day, like the regular yoga that I may teach to stu- uh, my students. But there is something that's called super brain yoga, which uh, Kinshasa and I spoke about um, on our last segment. And super brain yoga, he does that every morning for two minutes. It's exactly two minutes. It's to build up concentration. And it's, uh, it's very simple, like where your fingers touch your ears with your arms crossed and you inhale as you go down and exhale as you come up. Like it's like a squat and it's yes. two minutes. So it's great. And right. I can do that with him. Anybody can do that. But a lot of teachers who have children with ADD, ADHD, or autism, mm-hmm. they do that with them even in the class. Like right. and they can get up and do that together because it can kind of just bring them back I to I was going to ask you that. Do you know if they're incorporating this in the classroom? At least here, I'm not even going to say of all New York City. I'm going to pinpoint it to Brooklyn, New York, or maybe the area that you live in, in reference to using yoga within the, the Board of Education. Well, a lot of them don't, and I always go to the uh, the days where they have like the what is it like a career day. Yeah. So when I go and they're like, oh my goodness, I can be a yoga teacher, and they'll have me in the class with the children for fifteen minutes. Right. I do a live demo, mm-hmm. and by the time I'm done, they're like, what'd you give to our class? Did right. you drug them? What'd you do? They're all quiet. They're <laughs> peaceful, and I'm like, that's yoga. And I'm also a, a vendor with DOE, right. so I always. I send proposals and I tell them this is needed in the classroom. It helps with bullying, stress, like with the teachers. They're stressed out. The kids are stressed out. If they had a 30 minutes of yoga a day or even three times a week, what this would make available uh, for them at school. Right. So I know now they have some programs where they're training teachers or staff Mm -hmm. to learn yoga so they can bring it. What about meditation? Do you know anything about that being used in Mm -hmm. schools at all? Or have you used it? In schools, I don't I don't think that they're using it. My okay. son and I, because uh, I'm a pranic healer, so there's a certain meditation that we do that's called Twin Hearts, and okay. I love that meditation. It's also about building up your aura and cleansing your chakras, and we've actually started doing that at night together now, starting this week. And he said, Mom, because he loves meditation. He loves mm-hmm. the sound. It's calming and soothing. But we've just started doing this together at and night. And it's called pranic healing. Yeah, pranic healing. So if healing. somebody wants to look that up. Yeah, so it's um, P-R-A-N-I-C, okay. like panic, but put an R in the front. Uh-huh. Um, pranic healing, and prana is the life force, is the breath. So what it is, it's just that's what's facilitating the healing. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a no-touch method of energy right. uh, medicine. And you had sent me a link, in mm-hmm. fact, to go to on, on YouTube, and I did, uh-huh. and I liked it. Yeah. So I will be going back. <laughs> um, so now I'd like to introduce Ken Shasa Shabaka who was a community producer here at Brick. She actually was the one that had introduced me to Stacy, and I had met Stacy, um, I think the first time at an energy healing session mm-hmm. here at in Brooklyn at um, Mount Pisco mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, Church uh, in the auditorium. And the person who conducted that group his name is Jeff Noble with the Jeff, Noble Touch. All right, with the Noble Touch. Mm-hmm. So now, Kenshasa, why don't you first tell us about or give us the name of your show here at Brick, the title of it, when people can tune in and see it, the time and the day, whether it's weekly, monthly, or whatever, and then tell us a little bit about your program and what you're trying to bring to um, your, your community. 
And then we can discuss with Stacy a little bit about the energy healing, which you guys introduced me to. Wonderful. Well, I thank you so much for the opportunity to uh, speak with your, your program. I am um, um, a clinical psychologist trained uh, therapist, and I have uh, been in the field for a number of years. Um, I um, have wanted to combine my uh, knowledge of clinical psychology and therapy with my interest in cinematography, both of which I have degrees in. And A Thousand and One Ways to Cope with Stress is the name of my program. It is a weekly program which I've had at BCAT, which then was named Brick more recently, um, for the last 18 years. And so I have been bringing to the community over this period of time uh, weekly programs that have to do with techniques of stress reduction, bringing together people who have particular expertise in the areas of stress management. Um, it can be anything from um, meditation to hatha yoga uh, to visualization. Uh, there are just so many different forms of stress management. And uh, not just the techniques, but just the ways in which people can handle the levels of stress, which in this society these days, in the world in general, is very critical because so many people are suffering from stress. And because they, some have not found adequate ways to handle it, you have this uh, plethora of incidents throughout the world of people uh, handling the stress very inadequately, Not such as that, shooting it up. It can it can also lead to you getting certain diseases like cancer. And oh, absolutely. Stress is the number one cause of m- almost every disease you can name. There are mm-hmm. a few that are hereditary, but most diseases are caused by stress, Right. distress. Right. Just tell us before you go on when people can tune into brick so give us your channel yes sure. and the um i'll put on the um podcast um note notation mm-hmm. in terms of when and the channels they can see sure. a show but just just tell them yes. briefly yes well it's a weekly show and it is a show that is seen uh in brooklyn but it is also possible to see it on the worldwide uh web um under a thousand and one ways to cope with stress but i'll put the exact Mm -hmm. address oh very well okay so it comes on tuesday from 8 30 to 9 p.m uh we're also on youtube where you can see it any time you like uh under um a thousand one ways to cope with stress uh um under youtube Mm -hmm. so that's how you can see the show so now you introduced me to because you asked me to come Stacey, with you yes to um go to um noble's energy healing session yes pranic healing pranic uh-huh. healing mm-hmm. so if you and stacy could just discuss that a little bit sure. um in terms of what it is mm-hmm. um what you do how people who are living in brooklyn can come Participate. out and and mm-hmm. and see if they they can um if they'd like it and 
even if they're just curious. Mm -hmm. So why don't we start with you, and then let's just have a a nice conversation about what energy healing is, and then we'll go back to a a little bit about yoga again. Okay. Yeah, so it's the night of healing, actually, and it's every first and third Monday of the month. So this way people can just plug it in. And it's right um, at Mount Pisgah, so it's going to be in the hall, which is a huge hall, and it's on DeKalb and Tompkins. So 212 Tompkins, people can come in, in there. And it starts at 6. Se- I mean, 7. I'm sorry, at 7 p.m. So okay. from 7 p.m. till about 8.30 p.m. And what it is is that we start off with a meditation. And um, you actually, there's a sheet that we give out. And you can rate your pain or if you have anything that's bothering you. And then you're actually matched up with a healer. Right. And that healer works with you on that ailment or whatever uh-huh. it is that uh, you may be dealing with. And then by the end of the evening, uh, and we always tell people you want to wait six to eight hours before you take a shower because even if you don't feel it right away, there's something in right. pranic healing that's called lag time. So it may not happen right then and there. You jump up like, hey, great, my shoulder's all better. But because of the lag time, you definitely will have a good sleep. And then when you come to be that morning, you can see where some of the pain may have dissipated or th- throughout the day it still may be right. just still... Um, just still leave it. Well, you know, I, what I sort of found interesting was was a couple of things. One, I have been trained and given a mantra under the auspices of transcendental meditation. Mm-hmm. So I found it very easy to get into the whole meditation mm-hmm. um, routine that particular night. That was number one. But in reference to the way you move your hands and your body during the healing process Mm -hmm. sort of put me in the mind of Tai Chi Mm -hmm. when you use your hands to push energy away from you and towards you and it just that just dawned on me but it sort of gave me that same kind of feeling because I also was practicing Tai Chi at one time just the beginning Mm. principles of it but I could feel the energy move mm-hmm. with the Tai Chi movements. And I, I sort of feel it's somewhat along those lines. Although you're trained mm-hmm. to actually move the energy in, in a person's body. Can you explain that? See, and I really don't do Tai Chi, but mm-hmm. I can get bi- because Chi is energy. Right. Right? Exactly. Just like I also do Qigong. So mm-hmm. Qigong is, you know, Chinese yoga. So what it is is that it's still Qi, which is the life force, which is prana. Right. So that's all the, the breath, the life force. So whatever different techniques that they may be, Tai Chi, Qigong, yoga, those are all still energy. working with you energetically yeah, to yeah. cause a shift and move and move so with the pranic healing what that does we have sweeping motions well it's called sweeping and that's removing the negative or the dirty energy from the aura and from your chakras and your chakras are different energy centers in the body uh-huh. and they related are, to different organs yeah, in the body yes. mm-hmm. to different mm-hmm. organs right so even like you have your throat chakra you have the heart chakra which is you know your mm-hmm. heart chakra solar plexus there's different chakras all right. along and also body. different colors yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, chakra for each That's all, um, associated with the different right. chakras. So the awesomeness about the pranic healing is that you get, even if you come there, that's your first day and you ever come, and we ch- don't charge. It's by donation, which right. is beautiful. And anyone can come, any borough, wherever mm-hmm. you're at, you can come. And because you're getting your chakras balanced, it starts to, because sometimes, like, let's say you, your throat, 
chakra is the one that's like you know really constricted and it's just like out of balance mm-hmm. sometimes it's because the ones that's below it or above it they will also be suffering so below right. the throat is the heart and then people can start to see like oh this has been happening to me or hey i've been having sore throats oh it's not only because you're sick it's because right. your throat chakra maybe you haven't been communicating maybe there's other things that's going on with your right. throat that you haven't been expressive so mm-hmm. it goes more than that so and it's being closed up constricted right uh-huh. and then what we always say is that any dis-ease is always comes to the energetic field your energy body right. before it even seeps in physically so if you can get that start to get cleansed and cleaned up before it starts to attack you through your body and physically and through mm-hmm. stress of course yes yes then you have much more of a you know right clearer cleanse cleanse body and things are opened know, up where things yeah. are just actually starting to move like up oh, mm-hmm. i caught that before that mm-hmm. went in mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i i took a picture on my facebook and i do this sometimes because i get a bad reaction to mosquito bites. They look like mountains after I get bit. Right. If I get bit at three in the morning, as tired as I am, mm-hmm. I'll wake up to sweep myself. Right. I'll take right. about fifteen minutes. When I'm sleep, wake up in the morning, they are gone. Right. It's I flat. You. It's gone. I take pictures out. Nice. Before nice. Me sleep. This is after. <laughs> Praying and killing. It works. I love it. I love it. So now, in so terms beautiful. of your experiences with this Ken- Kinshasa, because yes. you were the one, like I said, who brought me and another yes. fellow producer there. To introduce introduce it introduce us to it. Yes. So and you had also interviewed um, Mr. Noble. Yes. In reference to this. So what what would you like to offer us in terms of your experiences? Yes. Yes. Well, as I said, I have uh, a, a very long association with healing. Uh, I am a Yoruba priestess and have been since uh, 1980. So that. Our whole thing is about healing, and um, I have been just uh, fascinated with this pranic healing because I frankly didn't know much about it Uh at all. So uh, when I first met uh, Jeff Noble, who is the creator of Noble Touch, uh, I, of course, wanted to just sort of check it out personally. Before I recommend anything to someone else, I will I will taste it myself. Right. <laughs> so uh, when I went for the, um, the session, well, first of all, I have to say the connection was that I had gone to a session of, um, with, uh, yes, over yoga. at, uh, yes, of yoga mm-hmm. with Stacy at a place on Kingston. Okay. And, uh, I am interested in working also with seniors, but I work with children from the age of two through seniors. So I'm just interested in all people. Uh, so I was there and I got introduced to it from, from Stacy. I went to a session that first Monday in whatever month, it was just a, a couple of so months ago. And I was fascinated with one, the, <laughs> the quiet, the peacefulness, the meditative environment, uh, the fact that people were sitting in chairs about maybe uh, three to five feet apart in a large auditorium. (laughs) This was fascinating Uh to me. And then to see people, you know, waving their hands and things of this nature, I just never, I'd not been acquainted with that. And then when I learned just what was going on and I looked it up, and found that pranic healing is not new at all. Mm-hmm. It's been around for quite a while. 
And to see them waving their hands and to think that that's going to clean you up, I, I couldn't <laughs> quite believe that. <laughs> and, um, I mean, of course, people think that my psychology is a little bit um, magical also sometimes. That's true. But that's the true. thing is that um, it turns out that the energy field, and that's all we all are anyhow. As a matter of fact, um, uh, Deepak Chopra has talked about the energy field as being you know, we literally change our whole bodies, our whole mind, everything within a period, short period of time if you exercise that energy flow. Right. Okay. So we are not the same person that we were a month ago if you really think in terms of the fluidity of the energy right, sure. possibilities. So anyhow, uh, <laughs> I had this uh, healing session and uh, went to the pranic healing and... Um, I was uh, sort of fascinated with the feeling that you had. For example, Jeff Noble had, in our first session, shown me how you can just feel it within your your hands as right. you just move the energy about. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you begin, to, and then you say, you, well, what did you feel there? You can literally feel the vibration of yes, the energy. Yes, you can. And so it makes it very real, mm -hmm. you know. You can touch it. You right, can right. touch energy. That's what I was trying. That's what I was alluding to, uh, mm -hmm. talking about in reference to my experience with doing Tai Chi. Yes. And even though I could not do the specific exercises yeah, that yeah. I learned or that I see the Asian people doing in Chinatown mm -hmm. in their park, mm -hmm. I just <laughs> make things up. Right. And I can still feel Bill's the energy feel moving. Yes. It's amazing. It is amazing. But it helps you to really understand, to, to my way of looking at it, it also helps you understand the spiritual realm a little bit more, mm -hmm. that which you can't literally touch. Exactly. And so for me, that's a very powerful element of our existence. Like, I find very interesting the whole aspect of auras. Oh, yes. Because I, I feel as though maybe I cannot see the specific color, yes. but there's something about my interaction with other humans mm. where I can get that vibe, whether or not I should stay in your presence. Yes. Or like leave you alone mm -hmm. because I'm I'm not getting a good feeling. Yeah, the vibration, like mm -hmm. that energetic vibration, like that's why I tell people what you are, you attract. That's and sometimes right. people are like, oh my goodness, this people keep bumping to me. I said, well, I don't interact or really come into contact with people like yes. that. That's right. Yes. And that's I said right. because my vibe, but it would just bounce them up. They exactly. would just come close, probably say, up, oh, not that one. Yes, Isn't yes, that yes. Right? Like I say, <laughs> I say, oftentimes I'll say a prayer in the morning <laughs> that. To just to ask ask God to to make sure He just not He keeps me away from the mm -hmm. insanity in the world. Mm -hmm. Just let me have a peaceful voyage from one place to another. But mm -hmm. you know, Burl, what is interesting about that is your aura is part of what attracts and detracts that. That's right. I mean, I I have literally seen it happen with me where there is a certain aura, mm -hmm. and that as you approach a certain energy system, you're either repelled or That's attracted right. to it. Exactly. And what is so exciting about that is, uh, I mean, for myself, and I'm prayerful and very respectful of it, is that I push negative energy away from me. Right. And right. it's almost like uh, 
people try to approach me, mm-hmm. and if they're not in the right energy system, I'm able to repel them in the right. nicest, mm-hmm. sweetest well, way. Well, I also feel. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I sort of also feel that <gasps> I, I have been blessed with the ability to look at someone's face mm. and actually see evil. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So that I'm being pre-warned right. that. Mm-hmm. This is a person you do not want to interact with. Yes. Mm. And yes. if you have mm-hmm. to, there's a certain way you way do you it. Do it. Mm-hmm. That's right. You That's know? right. With a certain level of grace That's that right. says, Excuse me, please, I'm going this way. Exactly. You go that way. <laughs> yeah, right. but speaks right. to our gifts because we all have them. We oh, all have yes. gifts. And then when we tap into them, and some people are afraid of their gifts. I know a lot I of people know. say, I have it and I'm not going there. Yeah. Yes. But they're, they're no. you know, afraid to interact with it. But. It may come years later that you're right. ready for it. You may not be ready to and handle your gift. And, it's like women's and nothing in, before it's time. And it's like mm-hmm. women's intuition to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. So it's like <laughs> I believe all women have their intuition, especially mm-hmm. you know if they were blessed to have children or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have a certain mm-hmm. instinct in you to right. sort of feel danger or to right. know that this is not what you should be a part of. Mm-hmm. And I just think that I was blessed with something a little bit higher than that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that enables me to see it in and people. And feel it mm-hmm. in See it and feel too. it, exactly. Mm-hmm. You feel exactly. it as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. But that whole concept existentialism mm-hmm. is one that's it's, it's a parameter that I love, and I love to discuss it. I love to feel it. I love to interact with people who have that that level mm-hmm. of uh, sophistication and uh, that level of development mm-hmm. because I think it's about our self-development too. Mm-hmm. That yes, you are absolutely. able to absorb that which is good for you if mm-hmm. you will. Yeah. You know, so that's yeah. so important. One mm-hmm. of the things that you had mentioned was twin heart meditation. Mm-hmm. Let me know what, or let our our listeners know what that refers to. So with twin heart meditation, what that refers to is the heart chakra, Mm -hmm. and then your crown chakra, the crown chakra, which is, uh, you know, where you tap into your divination, like the the divine, Mm -hmm. which Uh is above Mm -hmm. the head. So when you're doing the um, twin heart meditation, it really focuses on love, like love and then being with the divine and then the divine with within you so with that twin heart meditation is really about blessing the world mm-hmm. so it goes about with yourself like a cleansing for yourself and then it's to extend that energy out to the world so it's like you actually seeing the earth the size of a ball in front of you and you're radiating all of that energy that's coming through you to bless the earth with right. you know mm-hmm. and that can't be a bad thing into itself oh, yeah. <laughs> but on, on a concretistic level i'd like to just share with you for example, I was taught that if you are, have a gift mm-hmm. and you uh, do not share it, 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 it atrophies. Mm. Uh, you want to always be giving of the gift that you've been given, mm-hmm. and that way you spread the wealth. Mm-hmm. And so that I've always felt that way. And, and I mean, I've ta- been taught from early childhood to feel that way, and it's always worked for me. And when I find people who are very um, withholding Mm -hmm. and try to keep to themselves what they have, I find a person who, who, he, 
himself or herself is like atrophying. So you try to free that up to let them know that you know your giving won't be a loss mm-hmm. to you. It'll be a gain to you. Oh, That's right. Yeah. That simple saying: sharing is caring. Absolutely. So with that, <laughs> listeners, we'll have the ladies come back again and have a discussion on hatha yoga, energy healing, and meditation. And 1,000 and And maybe two ways (laughs) to cope with stress. (laughs) All right. Thank you again for listening. And please do come back and visit Creative Force. Thank you for listening to the Creative Force podcast with your host, Beryl. If you liked what you heard, come back and let others know about Creative Force. Until next time, be well, be creative, and enjoy living. You can find us at Brooklyn Free Speech Radio under soundcloud.com slash BK. You can look for us under the hashtag arts and culture and also creative force. Thank you.